Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? It's uh, July 4th Eve, as it were, and so we're just kind of screwing off, <laughs> talking about fun stuff, some serious stuff, and I'm going to get to some serious stuff here in a minute. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to bring this up just in case you weren't aware what horrible people the Bidens are. Uh, let me just uh, remind you. Um, you know, Joe Biden has seven grandkids, seven. The seventh grandchild is, uh, the daughter of a former stripper that Hunter Biden was involved in after he, uh, the relationship with his, uh, deceased brother's widow ended because he's a class act. Uh, he hooked up with, uh, this stripper, you know, the story now at this point, and they had a kid and Hunter Biden refuses to acknowledge the kid. And he, he was complaining about child support cause he, you know, it's, he's really got to stretch his pennies, man, to make that child support payment. And, uh, the mother of the child, London, Alexis Roberts, uh, was just, uh, awarded if you can call it that, uh, I think a slightly higher uh, child support payment per month. And also, uh, the kid in a trust fund is going to get some of Hunter's paintings. So the kid can eventually sell the paintings, I guess, and make crap loads of money. Why anybody would spend a single dollar on a on a Hunter Biden uh, uh, spin art? Uh, I don't know. Well, if you're Chinese, I guess you know it's a great way to kind of hide the money river there. But the kid can't keep the name. <laughs> the kid doesn't get the name, and uh, uh, apparently, we're just finding this out that. Uh, this is alleged by the New York Times. Uh, they put out a, uh, a report on on Saturday that claims the the folks who work for Joe Biden or technically work for Joe Biden, <laughs> whoever's actually running the country, I don't know. The, the, his staff has been told that that when they talk about the Biden grandkids, uh, he has six. He has six grandkids. There's there's only six. They are not acknowledging uh, Hunter's daughter. And that's just kind of sick and sad and strange when you think about it. I mean, that I think really that's that's all you really need to know about the Bidens. If you didn't know anything about them before, that's who they are. The kid is a political detriment. At least they believe so. And so despite this kid actually being Joe Biden's granddaughter and actually being Hunter Biden's daughter, they're not going to they're not going to acknowledge the kid. The kid is going to grow up at knowing that she is the granddaughter of a president of the United States of America. And that apparently they hold her in shame. Well, the kids like any other kid, it's not like they asked to be born under certain circumstances. 
but the kid's going to be punished throughout her life, in a sense, because she's a political negative for the Biden clan. And I do use the word clan when talking about the Bidens. And I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I'm at that station in life, or that juncture in life, where I realize, you know, all your kids are a blessing. I don't have any grandkids as of yet, but you know what? They'll all be a blessing. And uh, to think that here is an, it's not just Joe. To think here is a father and a grandchild and probably an entire family that thinks you don't exist or you shouldn't exist or that somehow you bring shame to the family. I mean, I here's what I think. I, I don't know what's going to happen to the Bidens as a result of a lot of these uh, th- stuff that we're hearing uh, as a result of these investigations and hearings. It's pretty bad. Uh, the fact that uh, I know I know statistically or re- according to recent popularity polls, uh, even Democrats don't think much of Joe Biden. But he's the only game in town and, and they're still circling the wagons around that guy. It's weird to me because it seems that if even if you're a Democrat and you're learning about how freaking corrupt he he truly is and they truly are. I mean, baby. They they are threatening other governments for money. They are offering policy up for sale. As I say all the time, Joe Biden, as a white, racist, establishment, corrupt guy, represents everything a good liberal should despise. And yet, uh, you know, when it came to Hunter Biden and all this money stuff and... I, I believe treasonous behavior on the part of he and his son. You know, Joe's just being a good dad. Remember that last week when everybody was scratching their noggins over Hunter Biden being at a state dinner with the Indian prime minister while all this crap is coming out about the money and the corruption? And then, of course, you know, Joe Bi- uh, Hunter Biden gets to go to Camp David, and I think he brought one of his kids with him. And when critics are saying, hey, you know, he, he's – we're learning about what a corrupt piece of crap Hunter Biden is and his dad. And there he is parading him out, uh, out and about at this state dinner. What was the contrived explanation from the left? Oh, he's just being a good dad. Hey, Hunter's had a bad road, man. He was an addict. You know, he's got some mental health issues. You should be less critical and more supportive. Very same people have absolutely, apparently, no problem. With a racist, <laughs> corrupt, filthy, stinking rich white guy, uh, you know, parading at this point his corruption about via his son, and they don't care. He's just being a good dad. Now, what are they going to say about the seventh grandchild? Are they co- you cool with that? You cool with that? That they're just trying to maintain this this mythology, this fiction, that this kid just doesn't freaking exist. Here's what it is. They see the grandchild as an interloper. They see the grandchild as a negative, right? Uh, they see the grandchild as a bad thing, and they're taking their revenge out on the kid. You know what? You can't have the name. No, you you could have a couple of freaking paintings that look like hell. And possibly uh, uh, someday won't be worth a freaking nickel. But we'll show you and your 
prostitute mother. You can't have the Biden name. I mean, they're horrible freaking people. Why do you think it is? Why do you? I mean, I, I know probably what the answer is, but you can call me up and let me know what you're thinking. 210-599-5555. Isn't it weird to you how you could have just mountains of evidence, mountains of evidence right in front of you to a couple of realities? First off, that Joe Biden is a racist. I mean, you, he, he has a track record of quotes that I could list for you, but you already know them. He is a Delaware racist piece of crap. He is. And you could have, these people could have mountains of freaking evidence to the fact that not only has he been serving himself his entire adult life via his political station, he has not only been enriching himself beyond all imagination by uh, selling policy and threatening other governments. Uh, you know, mountains of evidence, and they don't care. Why? If you're a Democrat and you're listening, I'm I'm just curious. Why is why are you cool with all this stuff? Or, or, or maybe you're not. Maybe there are people who are out there who who are just as disgusted by this crap as I am. But what about you? I'm curious. There's James. James, how you doing? Uncle Sean, what's up, my new Vendelli uh, crop brother? <laughs> <laughs> doing good, man. What are you thinking? See how you are. Man, I hope. Uh, yeah, get off my lawn. Anyway. Uh, I'm hoping this is maybe a blessing for that little girl. You just mentioned all this corrupt stuff, and how racist they are, they're crooked. I'm hoping later on in life that this little girl gets blessed by not being, I guess, associated with them because they're so corrupt. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It I do. It stinks. It stinks that with how they're treating her. It's not her fault. You know, she didn't ask who be her grandfather or father. You know, she didn't get a call from him like, you know, saying, yeah, I want them to be my parents and all that. I, here's so, what I think. little girl. You know what I think? And it may take a while. I think this little girl is going to be ultimately the undoing of the, the entire Biden thing. Uh, well, I really do. Funny. Because there's not only would it be Shakespearean in nature, but, you know, I, I, I just think that I don't know why. I don't know even if I have I don't even know if I have a logical argument or a reasonable argument for why I believe this. But I just think this kid is going to be the undoing of the whole damn thing. And uh, I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know what that's going to look like, but it's just a sense. So we'll see. God, yeah, God works in mysterious ways, my friend. I hope he really blesses this child. Mm. Like you say, I hope it comes beyond doing of, of the Biden. Yep, Bye, I, I agree, man. Have a great uh, July 4th. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. And then uh, there's a break in the Southern Baptist uh, Convention. I want to talk about that when we get back. at Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, I want to talk about something. I don't know if this is a huge story. I haven't. I have heard very little about this, which to me is a story in and of itself. Um, now we we. Uh, I, I, I'm non-denominational. I, I, as far as my as far as my faith, I've pretty much been everything. I, <laughs> I was baptized a Lutheran. I was confirmed a Methodist. Uh, I was Hindu for a little while in college. 
Uh, as an adult, you know, I've been an Episcopal. I went to an Episcopalian church for about nine years. I've gone to what would be called, I guess, a charismatic church. Went to the uh, Bible church in uh, in Converse. You know, I'm 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 you know I I I take from a lot of different traditions and denominations within the Christian faith, and I and I do have some Eastern philosophy or Eastern influences as well, as I studied Eastern religions as a philosophy major for the brief amount of time that I was actually in college. I've read the Upanishads, mister. Uh, I take my faith very seriously, uh, but there's something interesting going on in that the the Southern Baptist Convention, and I I had no idea, I didn't, didn't hear anything about this. The Southern Baptist Convention uh has officially banned women from being pastors from giving sermons uh the uh, one large very large church you may recognize the name of uh actually was kicked out of the Southern Bas- Baptist Convention that's Rick Warren Saddleback one of the largest mega churches in the country I actually like Pastor Warren I like a lot of what he says um, now, because of this new rule, uh, the a church that uh, is based out of North Carolina, it's a massive church. It's called the Elevation Church. Last year, they averaged about 26,000 people <laughs> you know, physically uh, at the church for, a ser- for services. Uh, they have a, a much wider reach, obviously, with their online stuff. And the pastor is Pastor Stephen Furtick, who you've heard me reference on my uh, radio work uh, over the past year and a half or so. I discovered Pastor Furtick uh, when I was in the hospital, and I was watching a lot of uh, a lot of TBN, a lot of uh, Christian uh, programming. And uh, I, I love Stephen Furtick. I think he's a, an amazing pastor, amazing preacher. And uh, I know a lot of people are critical of kind of the, I guess, the new, uh, quote-unquote, new way of of, uh, of giving a sermon. Uh, Stephen Furtick is uh, almost more akin to a stand-up comedian. I mean, there's a lot of humor in his preaching, but scripturally, he's very, very sound. And, and all of the stuff that he, that he preaches, uh, he, he takes from Scripture. And I, I, I really... Uh, got hooked into him again when I was uh, in the hospital. I noticed, though, he, he's been on TBN uh, all this time, and I've been actually recording uh, the Stephen Furtick uh, show on TBN. I, I just realized uh, that maybe for the past few months, a couple of months, there's he hasn't been on TBN. I find that interesting. Maybe it's because of this, because the Elevation Church uh, has sent a letter to the uh, Southern Baptist Convention saying they are, quote-unquote, disaffiliating with the convention, quote, effective immediately. They sent this letter on June 26th. They didn't give a specific reason, but uh, Pastor Furtick's wife, Holly, uh, is known for preaching uh, on the uh, website. She uh, preaches and posts her sermons online. So everyone uh, who is observing this thinks that more than likely that's the reason. But what is interesting about this? And why aren't you hearing about this? 
I'll tell you why. Because in the country right now, first off, all Christians suck, okay? Which is odd as to why I didn't hear about the convention and this decision about banning women. But, uh, you know, the left and the populist rhetoric of the day is we don't even know what women are, right? There's there's multiple genders. Uh, if you even attempt to biologically describe what a female is, you're being a hater. You hate trans people. You're a transphobe. Uh, it's affecting it. Women are being erased as collateral damage from the left's efforts to basically erase men. Well, I forget who, what government, uh, medical uh, department or whatever. Uh, or, it was Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins announced that uh, they're going to call, uh, I guess, women are now non-men or something like that. It's weird. We've got Supreme Court justices that claim they can't define a woman because they're not a biologist. Men uh, who are wussies in their own sports against other dudes are winning scholarships and championships against women. And it appears right now, at this moment in America, the only people really fighting for women are a couple of Baptist preachers. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? So if you have any thoughts about I think that's probably why you're not hearing a lot of news about this. Maybe that's, maybe, I don't know. What do you think? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean. We'll take a break on News Talk 550 KTSA. Smart speakers and us make smart listeners. Most of the time. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. And I was talking about the split in the Southern Baptist Convention over women preaching. One church was kicked uh, out of the uh, convention. That was Saddleback. And then Stephen Furtick's uh, church, Elevation, out of North Carolina, has decided to leave voluntarily. Uh, what do you think? Now, joining us on line one is one of my favorite people, Dr. <laughs> Mark Habercorn from River City Oral Surgery. And you're also my bingo partner now. <laughs> How are you doing, Sean? Pretty I'm good, brother. How are you doing? I'm good. i got to renew some vehicle registrations, and this sounded like a more fun to me. <laughs> so I <decided> to <laughs> Probably. <call you. laughs> Probably. What do you think about all this? So I've actually been following it a little bit. I, You know, you and I have talked a lot, and, uh, you know, Christianity is a big part of my life. And sure. I grew up going to a, a Baptist church. I didn't become a Christian until later, but um, <laughs> I've been listening to this podcast called uh, Conversations That Matter, and the guy just talks about all the different denominations and what's going on politically. It's real interesting. Anyway, uh, I guess they talked about Rick Warren last year, and then this year it came to a head and they made the vote. But uh, with him, I don't get into the theology so much. It's just like you joined a, a, a convention that in their rules says, like, we don't allow this, then you did it. And then oh, I got you. Like, so they already, yeah. they should have known that this is part of the, the, the Baptist convention going into it. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, you're trying to change the rules. It didn't work. But, uh, right. you know, I mean, there's a whole other conversation to be had about women preaching and stuff. But um, there's a couple of uh, parachurch organizations I'm involved with, right, like, that I'm involved with personally that right now are having this conversation. Really, right. It's I, a big deal. It, in the evangelical world right now, it really is, and I and I understand that their 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 scriptural 
arguments. You know, like I, I read the same scriptures too. You know, and I I get it. No. I just for me, I, and I'm because I'm I'm not really affiliated strictly with any denomination uh, right now. I am looking for a church, actively looking for a place to kind of call my church home. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, my wife's Catholic, so I, I got her perspective uh, that I that I deal with, and I have a lot of respect for the Catholic Church personally. I, yeah. I, I I've never really understood the whole women shouldn't preach thing or women shouldn't be church leaders. Uh, I did spend nine years in the Episcopal Church, and boy, they're crazy people. But you know, they they got female <laughs> priests. They've had female priests for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I watch uh, oh, what's her name? I just uh, uh, Joyce Meyer. I watch her a lot, uh, and I think she's really good. Yeah, you know, uh, I I think if you're called to preach, you should be you should be out there preaching. Yeah, it's interesting. My my wife grew up Catholic, and when we first started dating, you know, we had a lot of conversations about that. But I pulled her over to the dark side, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I have a real love for the Catholic Church in their. Uh, their adherence to, you know, the the tenets of the faith. You know, they don't oh, yeah. a lot. There, so. People don't give, give them credit because, you know, people tend to focus on the individual controversies, but people who are Catholic, they live it. They, yeah. my, you know, they yeah. live it seven days a week. It's not a little thing. Their Catholicism, it, you know, it, I've always said that uh, uh, a lot of other denominations could take a cue from the Catholics because – they, if you if you meet a Hindu, okay, chances are you're going to meet somebody who also their faith is seven days a week, twenty four hours a day. It's a major part of their life, uh, and yeah. I've always felt there's a comparison with Catholics who that's you know that's it's very it's it's their life. It's not a little thing. It's not just something on Sundays, and uh, yeah. and I've always had a lot of respect for the pageantry and the the artistry of the Catholic faith as well. Uh, yeah. You know, man, I like the modern churches, but sometimes, like, the music is a little repetitive and basic, right. and boy, I miss some hymns, you know. And, right. I, I, but, uh, don't you kind of think there's like a middle ground there? Because, you know, like, yeah. like between modern churches with the rock bands and the audiovisuals and all that, which I've also attended and, uh, and I like, you know, and, and tradition, I, I, I don't think it has to be either or. I think there's got to be some kind of balance there. That you could, because yeah, you really like do both. need to think about bringing younger folks into the church, and sometimes that stuff works for them, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I got five daughters, and so I think about that. Like, what you know? But I, I think the way to get my daughters involved in the church and and to have them believe what I believe is is at home, right. talking to them. Yeah, I agree. So yesterday we went tube in the river, and I made them listen to a theological you know sermon while we're driving. They love that. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the river, man. Yeah. Hey, the river like, is church. life. We're all in the river. You know, it's very <laughs> spiritual, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, good job. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, brother. I yeah. appreciate it. We got to do bingo again here soon. We're actually going to be yeah. up your way tomorrow night watching fireworks. So. Oh, nice. Maybe we'll hook up. All right, brother. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Mark Havercord, River City Oral Surgery. He's a great dude, man. One of my favorite people. 210 599 210 Five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Should I take a call? Or? Okay, Alex, how you doing? Good day, brother. Hey, what do you think, man? man? Well, it's it's uh, pretty much everything in uh, in, a, in a nutshell. But uh, those are great examples of fatherhood being the example that you want to see. But um, man, as far as like talkers out there and Christians, man, that Rob Bell has some great work. I don't know if you've heard of him. Who Rob Bell? Rob Bell. 
Yeah. No, I haven't. That I that Great I don't job. I'm unfamiliar with Rob Bell. You know, younger guy. Um, but it's been around for at least almost thirty um wow. twenty five years, twenty years. But uh it's it's very relative Christian perspectives. But I just wanted to share that with you too. And um one other thing, an homage to my grandfather for the fourth of July. He had National Geographic around. One thing that stood out was an article that was entitled uh, I think it was War on Boys. Mm. And they studied yeah, and they studied nature and and, and and comparisons and stuff like that. So it's so with I, the hot dogs, they were they were from that tofu soy, you know, bad for. Oh my God, you're hitting all of us. That's great, man. I appreciate the call, brother. Thank you, yeah, Alex. Take care of yourself. All right, you too. Yeah, Have sir. a great July Fourth, man. I, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit more about old versus new as as far as the Christian faith and where it is right now. Uh, two uh, coming up in a few minutes. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break though. Sean Rima in. For Sean Rimo on News Talk 550 KTSA. The news, weather, traffic, and sports for your day. That's why I listen. Always on News Talk 550 KTSA. All day, every day. And FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. It's Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open 210 599 Talking about religious stuff. Well, we're talking about. Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention uh, has officially banned women from preaching, from giving sermons. Uh, and I uh, and Dr. Mark Havercorn called out, but I, I I don't I haven't followed this story very closely, and it really certainly hasn't been out in the the mainstream media in any observable way. But uh, you mentioned that uh, with Saddleback, uh, they came into the convention sort of knowing, as this has always been there, I I assume, I understand now, that women aren't allowed to sermonize in the Baptist uh, denomination. Uh, so when it comes to Saddleback, you know, why would they want to be a part of the convention when they know this to be true? Uh, Furtick, you know, I, I, I on the heels of the the ban uh, officially uh, the con- the convention voting to ban women from preaching. His wife preaches and and puts up videos on the website for uh, Elevation Church, which I'm a big huge fan of. And so they're actively leaving, um, uh, leaving the the convention. I you know, I, and I'll get a little deeper into this when we get back because I'm running out of time here. But you, I've I've certainly noticed. And maybe even more so here in Texas, a schism between uh, more traditional forms of worship and theology that are deeply rooted in scripture uh, and tradition uh, versus the what I call the new churches, the younger preachers. Many of them aren't very young, but you know what I mean. The, the, the new idea of a worship service where you got a band you got a rock band I, my, my my buddy wayne hansen that's been on the show a couple of times out there in colorado does this and uh you you have you know a lot of uh, big screen stuff and modern music they're not wearing ties <laughs> you know what i mean ferdy comes out in the t-shirt and I do believe, and and people tend to be either or. They're either like one or the other, but they they you know they they either love one and hate the other, or vice versa. I'm of the idea that you can do both. You can have a balance of tradition 
as it were, and uh, uh, and a modern sensibility. And I think the modern sensibility, frankly, is important. I spent a few years growing up, and I grew up in the church, again, Lutheran, then Methodist. My mom made sure I went every Sunday. And uh, I actually developed an interest in theology and started doing a lot of reading very early on and thinking. And when I was much younger, there's a lot about the story of Christ that I this really didn't make sense. Why do you do that? You know, I, I didn't, I really didn't understand the these and the thous and the thines uh, and the King's English of the King's of the King James, which was obviously not what they were talking in, 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 uh, first century Palestine, you know, and, uh, it just didn't make sense. Well, why did he, how did his dying do anything for me? Of course, at that time, I didn't have a lot of historical understanding of burnt offerings and blood sacrifices and things of that nature, which are deeply rooted in the Jewish tradition of the Old Testament. And it really wasn't until I began to get a little older and I was able to read Scripture with an open mind, uh, just as uh, some dude who was 16, 17, 18 years of age. And I just read it anew. I read it fresh. Uh, And I tried to actively forget a lot of the stuff that I had been taught growing up. And what I found is that the teachings of Christ are everything Jesus said and everything he did are absolutely, uh, you you can, uh, it pertains to the here and now. In other words, you could take what was written over 2,000 years ago and apply it to your life in the year 2023, every single stitch of it. That's why, in and of its time, it was very progressive, highly progressive, uh, uh, in that, as I said earlier, uh, well, you know, it's you don't have a rule or a law to govern every single aspect of your behavior like you did under Moses. Now you got to think a little. And I find comfort and strength in Scripture in the year 2023. And I think a lot of the younger preachers like Frick. What they do is they take the message of Christ and the message of Scripture uh, cover to cover, and they put it in terms that are applicable in the year 2023, which I believe it is. Uh, I feel Jesus came to earth, or God came to earth in the form of Christ, to show us how to freaking live and how to treat each other. Uh, This is a man who forgave the people who were torturing and murdering him to death. I just say murdering to death. It's kind of how that works, but you know what I mean. And it, it is a vibrant, the good news is a vibrant theology and philosophy uh, as far as how you live your life in the here and now. And I think a lot of the younger guys, the younger preachers, bring that into it. Even people like uh, like Joyce Meyer. They make it understandable and applicable to anyone in the current era. And I like that. Be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Yeah, we're number five for me. There's six. I don't know. We'll be back to normal on Wednesday. Uh, we're talking about a lot of July 4th stuff here. And the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. I am ashamed of myself. I misspoke earlier in the day. 
I said something wrong, man. It was just freaking wrong. All day long, we've been talking about hot dogs and hamburgers, and uh, I am predominantly a hot dog-based human being. I, I like the wieners, and I'd rather have a hot dog than a hamburger. That doesn't mean I don't like hamburgers. I love hamburgers. I just love hot dogs a little bit more, okay? And earlier, we were talking about local hot, hot hamburger joints, because Whataburger just ain't it anymore. Man, I'm sorry, Whataburger, you just ain't it anymore. I don't know what happened to you. I, I still eat Whataburger every now and again. But they're just not quite as good since they sold out to the suits in Chicago. Just putting it out there, that's all. And earlier I mentioned that I like Burger Express. I got the name completely screwed up, and thanks to Don Morgan's reporting, I was able to remember it's Burger Boy. Burger Boy. Burger, but they, they got a new location, right, coming out? They've got a couple. Burger Boy, there's one. How uh, did you get Burger Express from Burger I Boy? I have no idea how my brain works on occasion. Chicken Express, Burger Boy. I, it it was, might be. That, well, there, all there is a Burger Express, at least there used to be on the west side, that we'd go to every now and again. It was, it, was, it had no tables. It just, you drove up to the damn thing, and it was really good. So I got my wires crossed on that. Right. But we have a Burger Boy on 1604, not too far from where we live. And I'd never been there before, and we went there uh, a couple of months ago, and I fell in love, man. Yeah. They've been around for a while. Have they? Jimmy, that, they're is that good. Right, Jimmy? Yes. No, they've yeah. been here for a long time. They used to have a different name and all that stuff. Burger Boy rocks, man. I get that working man where it's uh, – and they, their fries are always crispy and fresh. I love their fries. Their fries are badass. They might be the best in town. And I get the, – the working man is the double patty burger. And the only thing I do is I get extra onions and I want mayonnaise instead of mustard. I'm not a big mustard guy on hamburgers. And then I get a milkshake. And then I go to the bathroom. And uh, – <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm glad. I wanted to. I wanted to. You know, make sure. I I'm bet not they're misspeaking. glad they're not paying for this segment. I bet they're glad too. <laughs> At least you didn't say Fred's Burger Fry. <laughs> Fred's Burger. Fry. I gotta check. I haven't been to Fred's Fish Fry yet. Oh, dude, that's. A I gotta must. check that out. I haven't done that yet. It's so legit. My wife threatens to put me under the parking lot on a number of occasions. That, well, you know, we've all if you don't, if you don't settle that. down, if you don't you know, start doing what I tell you to do, you're going to end up under the parking lot at Fred's Fish Fry because she knows guys, apparently. Is that when you tell her you're famous? I, said, I was talking to Donna. The, the fame trip doesn't work at my house. Yeah. I'll say that to my wife. Hey, listen here, you little Mexican. Don't you remember how freaking famous I am? Oh, Mr. John, you're not famous here. You're just stinky-ass John. That's what I hear. <laughs> you're just stinky-ass John is what you are. Now take my ass to Burger Boy. Anyway, she doesn't really talk like that, in oh, case you're man. wondering. But Burger Boy's great. I didn't realize. I forgot. I, I, I wanted to make sure I corrected myself. Mm-hmm. Burger Boy rocks, man. I hear good things about P. Terry's as well. They're not bad. I've been there. Okay, I haven't tried them yet. They're all right. Okay. They they kind of remind me. Keep, if you're looking to keep the money in Texas, <laughs> you know. I my favorite, my kids. We when I lived outside of Austin, we'd go to uh, France, and on Congress Avenue, they were great, man. Did you ever go to Dirties when you were living in Austin? Dirties, no. That's on Guadalupe. Well, Fran's went away because Fran and Dan got divorced. Uh oh. 
And if you notice in Austin, they they, they must have split the business right down the middle because the exact same restaurant, one was called Dan's Hamburgers and one was called Fran's Hamburgers. And then the Fran's went belly up and they went out of business. They're no longer there. Right. Uh, and I liked Whataburger for the longest time, but then we, my wife, uh, discovered Burger Boy, and man, they're freaking great. Get a salesperson out there for me. I love, I love, I love Burger Boy, man. They they're badass. Uh, so there's our. I just want to make sure I clear that up. I like that when I speak incorrectly on the air, I like right. to try to mend my evil ways. And I had mentioned Burger Express, but I actually meant Burger Boy. There are probably people driving around frantically looking for this so-called Burger, Burger Express. Express. It was just a little drive-up place in a parking lot on the west side. Right. They actually sold fried fish, too. It's weird. But uh, but it was good. But Burger Boy is badass. There you go. I do prefer hot dogs, though. You know my wife, though? It's funny. You know my open w- a hot dog boy. Hot dog boy. <laughs> It just sounds wrong. <laughs> sounds like a scene in Boogie Nights. <laughs> wiener Boy. We don't want Hot Dog Boy out there, or Wiener Boy. See how you are. Listen to him. Um, you know, my wife didn't know. I, my wife thinks I'm. I, I mentioned earlier, since we're talking about food, that whenever I like bring up something that I like to eat that my wife has never heard of, she immediately goes racial and say it's a white guy thing. It's, right. a white, it's the white man thing. Well, she's probably right. Like asparagus, you know, like when I first went to get some asparagus, I was like, oh, are you a white man eating asparagus? You know, if I get a can of, if I get a tin of smoked oysters, I'm being a honky. And she, she's not a big bratwurst fan. And she'd never, she likes sausage, you know, like, wait, that didn't sound, she likes, she likes grilled sausages. Grilled, no, come on, I'm not being dirty, grilled sausages. The hell you aren't. Yeah, your forehead just, <laughs> Don's bald head just turned beet red. No, I'm saying, I, she, but she's never seen anyone eat a sausage on a bun with peppers and onions. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, yeah, that's how you eat. She, no, I'd never seen that before. What do you eat? And a knife and fork. You eat a knife and fork. You don't eat a sausage on a bun? And she thinks I'm a communist for liking bratwurst. I don't know why, but I love bratwurst. I love brats. So I'm guessing she doesn't like sauerkraut. No, not a big sauerkraut fan on the on the uh, hot dogs. Honky cabbage. That's honky cabbage. That's Nazi Nazi salad. That's what that is. It's a Nazi. That's Nazi salad. Nazi salad. But uh, you know, I'm just sitting here talking about food because I'm feeling kind of hungry all of a sudden. Well, you've been you've been talking about it quite a bit this morning. Well, it's July Fourth. That's what we do. We blow crap up and we eat stuff. You know, I don't drink anymore, so I can't. I can't. You know. Not going to be killing a keg of Bud Light, get it? <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> I just triggered a bunch of rednecks with that one. Uh, but I will be eating some food. And I love, I love, I love bratwurst, man. I like Italian sa- sausage on a bun with some peppers and onions, man. I had Italian sausage yesterday. Ooh, I love Italian. Italian. It's Italian sausage. I like Italian sausage. And uh, some and Vidalia onions with and some, some peppers, Vedala, uh, <laughs> uh, onion relish, uh, Vidala. But it, but, but we well, that's another point of contention on the show today. It's a stupid show, but that's a, it's a it's it's a holiday, right? Mm-hmm. We've been arguing over how do you pronounce Vidalia onion? Is it Vidalia? Vidalia, Vidalia, it's Vidalia. My wife's name is Vidalia. It sounds like you're like, like a chick's name. So uh, this is about as deep as this show's getting. I'm just letting you know. 
I can't believe I'm staring at. Do you know what middle age really is? And then we'll talk about how Joe Biden wants to alter the rays of the sun to fix climate change. What? I'll get to that. That's right. The hippies are going to start. Hippies and communists are going to start messing with the sun. That sounds like a swell idea, doesn't yeah. it? I th- eating is so much fun to me now because again, I don't drink. Uh, you know, and I finally kicked that demon to the curb. But now eating food is even more precious to me. If I'm going, if I know we're going someplace, like let's say tomorrow we're going to go to Olive Garden. We're not, but let's just say we were. I would be looking at the Olive Garden menu right now, trying to figure out what I want to order. You plan ahead. I like, I look at, like, right, I'm looking at the Burger Boy menu right now, looking at that working man plate. Ooh. Is that a middle-aged thing that you, as the older you get, just eating food? It's just like, you know, the simple stuff, like napping, it eating. Could be. could be. Having a successful time in the bathroom, you know. These are these are things that are important to me now. Yeah. I think you need to get out more. No. Nah. Maybe you should find a new I, hobby. You know what? I got out way too much in the course of my, over the course of my lifetime. <laughs> I, I think it's better that I stay in right now. <laughs> you doing society and just not table. go anywhere as much wow. as little as unless it's to the heb yeah there's a because i'm rambling there's a great uh line mickey Rourke did a movie called barfly uh, back in the 80s with faye dunaway where he played alcoholic poet charles bukowski and one of the great lines of that movie is he says i get so tired of all the things i don't want thinking about all the things i don't want to do and all the places I don't want to go, like India. <laughs> That's where I am. <laughs> I don't want to go to Vegas. I don't care. Oh, I don't want to man. see India. I just want to stay home on my heating pad, man. Read. I'm that dude now. I'm going to sit at home and read menus. I'm, I, I, want to, I sit home and I look up menus on the phone to places I want to go eat at. That's where I am now. It, and you know what? I'm embracing the snot out of it. I love it, man. But do you find the same result with that as you do when you're trying to find something to watch on Netflix? I've given up on it, that and then, crap. And then you just say, well, you know, I don't want to watch anything. And you go through all these menus like, yeah, I'm not that hungry anymore. No, that never happens to me. I'm always hungry and i always want to look at the menu and i always figure out fun but you know what i do is i i i i i end up not ordering what i want i can't explain it like i'll 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 spend hours trying to figure out online what i'm going to order at some damn place we're going to go to right and then the last minute i change my mind yeah and then i'm eating something i don't want to eat i'm screwed up in the head man all right two one zero You see, I order the same thing. If we go to specific places, you order the I, same I get thing. the same thing. I need to stop, start yeah. doing that because right. I know what I like. I'm always trying to get, like my wife says, I'm always trying to be fancy. Yeah. You know, I got to stop that. Just right. eat what you like. Well, man. you know, I get Get grief. the Alfredo. I get what? grief for that, too. Whenever we come here, you order the same thing. Why don't you try this? Well, if I wanted that, I would go over there because they make it better over That's there. right. Yeah. Man, you you guys have issues when y'all go eat with your significant other. We're middle aged dudes. It's imp- yeah. these are important choices that we make. If dude. I can get it, we're na- married middle aged guys. If I can get an answer other than I don't care, I'm good. See, that's all I need to hear. No, see, my wife messes with me and puts other thoughts in my head. Oh, oh, I think I'll just get the seafood Alfredo uh, tonight, baby. Oh, really? Well, last time you didn't like that so much. Why don't you try the carbonara? <laughs> carbonara, huh? Oh, it's got peas and bacon in it. I'm starting to think, yeah, think it over. Yeah, she's just messing with me. 
I should have just gotten the seafood Alfredo. <laughs> it all goes back to the little cans of beans. Yes, yeah. it sort of does. Yeah. My life is just a little can of beans. You should have got <laughs> the can, man. You should have stood up for yourself and got the little can. It's yeah. too late. Does now. that happen too after you? you know, know, my you mother. Go, what you go? You know, when you order what she wants, she's like, "Why don't you stand up for yourself and order the seafood Alfredo?" She does. If yeah. I don't stand up for she. Gives me a raft of crap if I stand up for myself, and then when I cave to her, then she gives me a raft of crap for not being a man. Yes, yes, my life. You know, my mother-in-law said to me yesterday, she drove by to pick up some watermelon. Okay, my mother-in-law, and she, she and my wife are getting on each other's s for some reason. They, they just go back and forth constantly. Oh, man. My mother-in-law looks at me. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Sean. I was going to ask you a question, but you have no power or authority in your home. <laughs> So I'll just ask your wife, mamas, you know, I have no power or authority in my own home. You know what? I don't want it anymore. Just give I don't want no damn power or authority in my house. Too much response. I don't want to make the choices anymore. All right. 210-599-5555. You have no power or authority in your own home. Poor Rima. We'll take a break. Sean on News Talk Live at KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, and we're back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Getting a little loopy in the head here. Uh, off tomorrow, then uh, Trey will be back on Wednesday and everything will go back to normal. Um, yeah, I, I saw this article uh, uh, on the Fox News channel, Fox News website, uh, that they're, they're, they're floating the idea. They, they want re- the government, this the Biden administration, whoever actually populates that or whoever is actually deciding crap, but uh, officially the Biden administration is calling uh, for research into something called solar radiation modification. Solar radiation modification. Uh, They want to explore solar radiation modification because of climate change and the earth heating up. Well, us human beings need to start, you know, redirecting that sunlight. They the actually uh, Congress itself uh, has mandated a report, or a actually Congress is going to be looking at a report released by the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy on Friday. It shows uh, there are folks out there researching quote geoengineering, which has to do with redirecting sunlight, sunlight. Reaching the freaking planet. It is, quote, the large, the deliberate large scale intervention in the Earth's natural systems to counteract climate change. So let me get this straight. They're saying that human beings and human activity has screwed up the climate so badly that the solution is for human beings to screw with sunlight and screw with the sun somehow. Uh, this it, methods that would involve stratospheric aerosol injection. 
<laughs> that reminds me of the 80s. I'm sorry. Marine cloud brightening and cirrus cloud thinning. They want to mess with the sun to fix climate change. I pretty much think that's a really bad idea. Do you, you see, the Earth resides in a place in space called the Goldilocks Zone. Have you ever heard of the Goldilocks Zone? We're in the Goldilocks Zone. It's called the Goldilocks Zone because of our distance from the sun and our distance from all the planets and the moons, our rotation. We are in this position where we're not too cold and we're not too hot. Thus, ergo, water is able to form and an atmosphere uh, comes into being and we also come into being. This is one of the reasons we have life on this planet is because of this place, this peculiar place that we uh, sit in, uh, in our distance from the sun and everything else. If we were a little bit closer to the sun, there'd be no life on Earth because it would be too hot. If we are a little further away from the sun, there'd be no life on Earth because it'd be too damn cold. Mars and Venus, right? But, yes. We are in the Goldilocks zone. So, in other words, I'm, just, I'm not a scientist who does science, but I'm just thinking outside the box here. If we're in this perfect location, position, uh, uh, away from the sun for life to blossom and bloom here on planet Earth. Screwing with the sun seems like a really bad idea. I, 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 in, what's that? Let's go to our pizza guy here. It's this big thing in the sky. It's huge. It's called the sun. It spews out shooting flames of insane heat and fire, <laughs> and it's called the sun. And every once in a while, she gets pissy. And every once in a while she gets pissy. Okay, let's. We probably shouldn't mess with the sun. I'm just thinking. Kent, uh, you agree, right? What do you think, Kent? Good morning, Sean. Hey. Hey, hey, man. Tell me if I'm wrong, but if we redirect sunlight away from Earth, would that not negate AOC and Joe Biden's solar freaking panel? <laughs> It I mean, seems to me that if you're redirecting the, the if you're redirecting the sun, it's it's not exactly going to help the efficacy of solar panels. Yes, that would make exactly. sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, somebody didn't think this one all the way through. No, well, well, they're already spending millions of your dollars and my dollars on research uh, uh, for this thing because they That's want to ge- do some geoengineering. That sounds great. <laughs> well, Fauci's Fauci's uh Shots are probably he's probably running out of money. They're redirecting some money to Fauci or something. Yeah, uh, that you're right. <laughs> I appreciate your call, Ken. Thank you, brother. Later, man. Rock on. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Aaron and Alex, hang on. We'll talk to you when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. How are you? I'm Sean. Getting down to it. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up at 11. Uh, I'm going to go home and sleep for a little while longer. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. More liberal triggering with the uh, SCOTUS decisions that came out uh, last week. 
Um, we've spent uh, we spent a goodly a goodly amount of time on Friday talking about this web designer in Colorado. Uh, now to to know understand that situation before we get to the the punk from the Sopranos, okay? Who looks really old, by the way. Um. You you had this web designer in Colorado. Uh, I can't remember how many years ago it was now, but Colorado amended their anti discrimination laws, state laws, to include stuff like gender identity and blah blah blah. Uh, Colorado is also the home of that now infamous case of the baker, uh, who a guy who owned his, his owned a bake shop and was approached by a same sex couple to do a wedding cake for a same-sex marriage, and he refused. He said, I'll do whatever kind of cake you want, but I can't do that because it's against my religious beliefs. I think that's still in litigation at some level. So what uh, this woman did in Colorado is she preemptively went to the state and said, I want a religious exemption. Should someone come to me and want me to do uh, like a same-sex marriage website? People do that, you know, they get their registries online and all that crap. They will do a a website for a wedding, and she wants an exemption. So if that were to come her way, she would have a legal uh, reason to say, oh, I can't do that. Uh, And the Supreme Court supported her, and a lot of uh, liberal idiots, uh, this is the end of the age, this is just a codifying discrimination and blah, blah, blah which is odd given how many same-sex couples after same-sex marriage was essentially ratified by the Supreme Court, uh, a lot of same-sex couples started going into specifically Christian businesses that offered wedding services and uh, for the sole purpose of suing the crap out of people. So she's thinking about this stuff, saying, I don't want to get in that position. I'm a Christian. I'll do any kind of website you want. I'll do, she said she, she would even do gay websites for somebody. But uh, when it comes to, to to marriage stuff, she's not going to do it. She got she actually won a, a religious exemption via the Supreme Court. Uh, so enter, uh, I don't know if you even remember this guy, Michael Imperioli, who was famously Tony Soprano's nephew on The Sopranos. Uh, he's also very well known or is known uh, from a pop culture standpoint as being spider the uh, uh, the bartender that uh, Joe Pesci blew away in Goodfellas. Remember, he shoots him in the foot first, and he, a couple days later he blows him away. Michael Imperioli, Imperioli texted th- or tweeted this, I've decided to forbid bigots and homophobes from watching The Sopranos, The White Lotus, Goodfellas, or any movie or TV show I've been in. Thank you, Supreme Court for allowing me to discriminate and exclude those who I don't agree with and am uh, opposed to. USA, USA. Then he goes on, hate and ignorance is not a legitimate point of view. America is becoming dumber by the minute. Michael, it actually would be hate and ignorance are not legitimate points of view. Just saying. (laughs) You think America's getting dumb, maybe you should try to be a little smarter yourself. Let me let me talk here just for a few minutes though about what I'm what I'm getting at here. Uh, when it comes to uh, uh, this case, again, this is not about discrimination. 
This is not about discrimination. This is about protecting your religious freedom. Because see, what happens right now, where we are right now, is that other people's rights in regards to the, shall we say, chosen communities by the left, and in this case we'll talk about trans and the gay movement, okay, especially the trans right now when it comes to a guy walking around in a bathroom, in a female bathroom or a locker room with his junk hanging out, or it's competing against women, or merely it's just bathroom stuff like a target, like some dude just wants to walk into a lady's bathroom and use it or a girl's bathroom. The rights of everybody else must bend and morph to uh, to be uh, in support of the one person or the minority's rights. In other words, my right to prance around in a girl's bathroom naked supersedes the rights of anybody else in that bathroom. It's the same thing with what we're seeing here with this particular thing. People have options up the yin-yang as far as who designs their websites. If you're a same-sex couple and you want a website designed, you will find somebody who will do it, just like you will find somebody who will happily make you a wedding cake for a same-sex marriage. Um, The problem is you're asking other people to give up their rights in celebration or support of yours. You do have a thing called free speech in this country, which the Supreme Court determined uh, is what pulls in uh, this woman's rights over anybody who would want her to make a gay or a a same-sex website. Uh, She has a right uh, to uh, practice her faith as she sees fit, and her right in that manner concerning her own business should provide her with a with a with a with an exemption uh for religious ma- me, uh, for for a religious uh uh purpose uh, as opposed to two guys coming in and demanding her to make you know and compelling her to make a website that would be against her faith her rights in other words her rights matter just like the girls in the locker rooms and the bathrooms their rights matter as well and and that's what has to change this idea that if you can determine one bunch of people have suffered something uh, or they're not being uh, treated uh, equally uh, in all situations, then everybody else's rights have to go down the toilet, so to speak. And that's not right, and that's not American. And it's not, they're, they're, they're likening this idea to Jim Crow and, well, this is, uh, it all started with the drinking fountains and, uh, you know, sitting at the back of the bus, and that's a bunch of crap. Whenever it comes to something like a website or a wedding venue or a wedding cake, you have other options. In Jim Crow, there were no options. It was a matter of law. You can find somebody to do your damn website. You can find somebody to do your cake. You can find people to do the wedding dress. You can find people to do, uh, provide you with a venue. You're, You're not... You're, you're all, in other words, your only option for your freaking website is not this chick in Denver. And so her rights need to be respected as well. I hope I'm making sense. I think I am. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. Eh, eh, eh. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm getting ridiculous now at this point. We were talking about this Supreme Court decision with this web 
side designer and, you know, all the liberals are going nuts. It's discrimination. But, James, you were, you were talking about a friend you have. Yes. Who is, let me, let me see, a gay and a lawyer. A yes. gay lawyer. Uh, she's gay and lawyer. Her right. Committed relationship, just like most of the gays you talk about. Yeah. They just want to work, go home, right. play with their dogs. Right. And she chimed in on the SCOTUS decision, and it's going to disappoint liberals and some uh-huh. gays because uh, she says that basically, uh, I don't know, it feels icky for anyone, even ignorant a-holes, <laughs> to be legally compelled to do creative work or make art against one's will. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I, you, you and I were talking off air, you know, I... I I've been, you know, we we had a nice wedding, you know, and my, my wife and I got married. We had two, actually. We got married at, at, down at the courthouse, and then we got, had a wedding about a year later for the family. And a wedding is a once-in-a-moment life, uh, once-in-a-lifetime thing. If you're gay, why would you want somebody who disagrees or thinks that God doesn't like your life? So why would you want that person to do anything for your wedding she when says you have options all over the place for people or from people that would be happy more than happy and probably do a better job right well it's because they're picking a fight now you look at the chicken in in denver with, with the website or i think she's actually from colorado springs okay no because uh, i think it was Buttigieg was making a big deal over how she hadn't been approached by a gay couple to make a website so she's just looking to Pick a legal fight. It's like, no, th- she's being preemptive. She's being preemptive and saying, if somebody does come to me for this kind of a website, I want the legal recourse to say, no, I'm not going to do that because of my religion. So, you know, it, it, this is, in a sense, the gay community are forcing people into this kind of a thing because the lawsuits are everywhere, man. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's silly. Well, <laughs> at least we can say that we know some gay people with a little common sense of like, yeah, why would oh, you yeah. do that? It, uh, and this is again, she's sticking up for art and creative right. design. And and again, you, how many people uh, in any given city, let alone Denver, can you find to design a website for you? You know, it, I would assume an infinite number of people are, are available either online or uh, in, in your town that will build a website for you. There's companies that do that. There's websites. Why would you need any singular person <laughs> to do it for you? There's websites that will show you how to do it yourself. Yeah, GoDaddy. I mean, just go there. All right. And you don't have to go to some individual. But, you know, it's homophobic and it's this and it's that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why, gay, you know, the gay activists, and especially the tranny crowd, they're just obsessed with Christians. They're much more obsessed with Christians than Christians are of them. And, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 like James said, and I agree, and I, I know so many folks who are gay and they're in long-term committed relationships, and baby, they're just trying to pay their bills and going to work, and all this nonsense doesn't represent them. 210-599-5555. Aaron's been on hold forever, and I'm getting down to it. Aaron, how you doing? Hey, hey, as far as that goes, live and let live. Don't be a jerk. Yes, I concur. But more importantly, the menu for tomorrow, you got brats on the grill. Right. And you can put your vadilla on your tortilla. Vadilla on your tortilla. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Food. You too, man. Have a good fourth. Actually, my wife. Uh, what does she call them? Crispy, crispy dogs, I think. My wife actually made for me the fir- for the first time a few months ago. 
hot dogs wrapped in tortillas. Hot dogs wrapped in tortillas. Corn tortillas. No, right. she, no used she, oh, she used flour. Oh, she used flour. Yeah, flour Ooh. tortillas. And you fry them up in butter in a skillet with some cheese. Oh, they were good. How they many, were good wieners. How many did you have at once? I, I think I had about four, actually, wow. all together that afternoon. She made a crap load. Mm-hmm. Crispy wieners. I like crispy wieners. That didn't sound right. I just love hot dogs. I love hot dogs in any form. I like corn dogs. I like crispy dogs. Okay. I like... <laughs> I'm not going to say that. because I... <laughs> I bet you like pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. I don't eat them as much, but I I grew up... when I, well, I grew up in the era... Don, you'll remember this. I don't know, James, I don't know if you remember this, but they used to have... I can't remember what they're called, but you could buy, I'm sure you still can, a tube of dough. That yes. you could wrap around can, hot dogs and then shove them in those. the oven. Right. I can't remember what the hell they're called, but God, they were good. Some Pillsbury creation. Some Pillsbury. Some crescent rolls. Cre- yeah. Well, no, but it's an actual hot do- It's like a crescent roll, but it's made specifically for hot dogs. And my mom used to make them all the time. And I haven't had those in centuries, and now I want one. All this talk about talk on wieners. It's been wiener talk all day. Yeah. Lots of wieners on the air today. Um, <laughs> if you're in on the northwest side though and you're on bandera check out doghouse i like them that's where we go for fancy hot dogs fancy hot dogs oh fancy hot dogs fancy hot dogs right, i see how you are they use hawaiian they make their own buns oh with some kind of whole they're some kind of hawaiian sweet hawaiian dough i i get the billy let's see i get the chili the kid there's one called chili the kid and it's it's got like chili and cheese, caramelized onions, coleslaw. Oh god, it's good. I don't know if you people can tell that I'm hungry, that I'm actually developing an appetite while I'm on here talking about all this crap. Until Jimmy brought this in for me. Oh, so Jimmy brought us some homemade salsa. Oh my god, it's so good. Rock on, man. I haven't yeah. tasted it yet. I'm gonna wait till I get home. It's so good. Maybe you'll I'll di- huh? You'll dig it. I'll dig it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you I'll. Could, you could eat it with a spoon. With a just spoon? like that. Just yeah. you don't need any chips. Just eat it like that. I think I might land me in the hospital again. That Maybe. might not be a good idea eating hot salsa because well, he said it will make me cry. Give me yours. No, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Get your hands off my salsa, Morgan. <laughs> We're close. We're not that close. Right. You don't touch a man, another man's salsa. Hey, you can uh, you can any of that salsa. You mind if I take any of that leftover salsa with me? <laughs> you don't touch a man's hat, and you don't mess with his salsa, baby. Those are the only rules in life. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins are next. I'm tired. Thank you, James. Thanks, Will Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan. I'm a good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.